Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. What Joe Biden said about the filibuster is everything the populace needs to hear to say this is why you go scorched earth. I'm going to get to that. But holy cow, what happened in Atlanta? Now, there's a story out of Indianapolis that I'm going to get to that is horrible. And I thought I thought this was going to be like the most horrible story I saw all day. It might still be. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com and subscribe. Follow the podcast. Just click on podcast and make it happen. It was... A shootings at, at a massage parlor in Atlanta that have left eight people dead. Six people of Asian American descent amongst the dead. They have no idea whether race plays a factor in this. Uh, uh, the the guy who was arrested, Robert Long, of course, has a middle name from Woodstock, Georgia. Twenty one. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be using names, right? We don't like to use names, but. All right, forgive me for, for for making that mistake right there. I'm trying to report the story the, the best I can. This guy was arrested about 150 miles south of Atlanta. No idea if it's a random act or not. This was So this was last night. Five people shot at a place called Young's Asian Massage Parlor in Ackworth. My parents live not too far away uh, fr- from there. I've never been there. I'm just saying that I, I a little bit know... The area. Two people died at the scene. Three were taken to a hospital. And two of those people died. An hour later, police responded to a call about a robbery and found three women dead from gunshot wounds at another spa. This in Buckhead. So so Ackworth, right, you're talking about the suburbs. Northern suburbs, I think, is, is, is where you find uh, Ackworth. Buckhead is downtown. Were they connected? So that's the question. The question is, uh, were, were, were these uh, shootings connected? And the answer is, don't know as of yet. I think that's what investigations are, are for. If, if you want me to, to what's the word I'm looking for? If you want me to hypothesize, if you want me to speculate, speculate I'm not. I'm not doing it, guys. By the way, you know Buckhead is an area. It's it's a part of uh, of downtown a- a- Atlanta. So you're heading up 75 to get to the Ackworth area, uh, A-C-W-O-R-T-H, and then you're in the northern parts of downtown Atlanta in order to be in that in that Buckhead area. So who is this guy? What is this story? Uh, this this is what's coming. President Biden's already been briefed on this. There's been this conversation of violence towards Asians. Now, what I find very, very peculiar is that this is a nation that went through September 11th, and you did not see a spate of uh, setting mosques on fire. Why? Because that's not who we are. There, That didn't happen. What's gone different in 20 years if this is actually something that is trending? Now, part of what I'm doing is getting ahead of the story. I don't know why these shootings happened and occurred. 
I wait just like we wait when there are allegations of sexual impropriety, just like we wait on all things. It's kind of what we do, guys. I have zero interest in being first if I can't also be right. Being right is more important than being first. We're going to follow this. We're going to share it. We're going to dig in. No fear in, in sharing the story what whatsoever. This brings us to the filibuster where Joe Biden is seems to be okay with filibuster reform. Telling George Stephanopoulos, I don't think you have to eliminate the filibuster. You have to do it what it used to be when I first got to the setup back in the old days. You had to stand up and command the floor. You had to keep talking. You've got to work for the filibuster. So conceptually, right, the filibuster is that you're talking, that you're engaged in the debate and you keep talking uh, about uh, the, the subject at hand. The larger conversation about the filibuster is the desire to remove the filibuster. Removing the idea of cloture, needing 60 votes to end debate and then vote on the subject at hand. By doing so, you prevent the minority party from being able to engage conversations. You prevent the minority party from actually stopping things from happening. And if you say to me, well, you're not allowed to stop things from happening, you clearly don't know what a republic is. You don't know that that's part of our charm. There's a reason they call the Senate the world's most deliberative body. Whatever happened to the idea that you got to try and convince people? You have to try to win them over, even if they're of a different party. The Democratic Party has zero interest in this. They believe in scorched earth. Destroy the enemy until the enemy is quite literally dead, then whiz on their grave and destroy them again. But that's what they're about. And this is where the populist comes into play. Because the argument that the conservative makes, that the Republican makes, is that you must have this sense of decorum and decency. There must be rules that are followed. The populist says they, the political left, are trying to kill us and you still want to talk about the rules. How about you ruin them before they ruin you? How about you defend yourself How about you go about ensuring that there is something worth conserving, like a nation, like the rule of law, like the Constitution, like the Republic? Can you do that? Because we're no longer in a place where we're engaged with a side that is interested in the American experiment. I I believe that clearly, by the way, although I'm not on the side of the populist, a thousand percent, but damn it, I understand them. And I'm sick and tired of the people who don't understand them. Now you got to go sell your case. So let's make sure we understand what we're saying. I believe that today's political left, led by Representative Ocasio-Cortez and others, even though she sometimes gets it right, like she did with Tibet, they don't believe in the nation as you and I do. And you and I, 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 I don't know what color skin you have. I don't know your religion. I don't know your sex. I don't know your sexual orientation. I don't know your bank account. I don't know in guts. All I know is you're smart enough to be listening here. And thank you, by the way. I appreciate it greatly. What I know is that people like Ocasio-Cortez, like Representative Jamal Bowman, like Representative Ilhan Omar, like Representative Rashida Tlaib, don't believe in the country as we know it. 
They believe in something fundamentally different. So, by the way, does President Joe Biden, because he talked about it. So did former President Barack Obama. We're five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. The United States of America fundamentally transformed the world into something better. A place to escape to. The shining city on a hill. What exactly do they want to transform it to? Some would argue, and they're screaming out, the socialist hellscape, right? Well, if they don't believe in debate and winning an argument and showing that they've got a better point of view or at least putting it out there to try, they don't believe in any of the things that we value. Thus, the populist has a point. And to deny the populist has the point goes to the never-Trumpers of the world, people who have not done a single ounce of good. They have brought no value, and I do not allow them back into the fold. To disagree with policy through the utilization of the mind is valuable. Yeah, people disagree all the time. To make claim, to make claim that you're going to be never-Trump, and that Trump being out of office is proof that you're right, you're out of your head. Those people over at the bulwark or people at the dispatch or, or others, sorry, yeah, no respect will be had. Yeah, if you thought the Lincoln Project had a point, chances are we're never going to be friends, if only because I don't believe in hiding pedophiles. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry too soon? I'm not in favor of anybody who was willing to support Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not in favor of anybody who was willing to support John Weaver. I draw the line at pedophiles and child sex trafficking. By the way, can you imagine the society where you have to say, I draw the line at pedophiles and child sex trafficking? That someone would be okay with defending that stuff? Like that, that's a whole conversation of like cultural just, just rot. For sure, we'll get to that another day. The populist has a point. Look what's happening. We need to act in bold strokes, which is why they supported Donald Trump. Now, I will say to you, Trump didn't move strong enough, moved okay, not strong enough. I simply don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. I don't want to burn it all down. And I understand that I'm in conflict with some of you. And that's why we're talking here. I, You're not wrong. I'm still working to find another way. Eventually, I'm going to be Darconia from Atlas Shrugged, sitting there in my own tears, realizing that John Galt was right. But if I can find the other way to keep the Republican, to keep the standards which involves convincing people like Senator Sinema and Senator Manchin and other Democrats, don't go down this road that you cannot recover from. Well, that's what I'm going to try and do. Man, that road is fraught with peril. I'm Tony Katz. There is a story going around today that is being manipulated in every way possible. 
It's just not being utilized for truth. And I saw it on social media. I saw it on CNN. I don't want you to fall for it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. And it is the story that the director of national intelligence, the office of the DNI, um, through an unclassified report, it proves that the Biden laptop story came from the Kremlin. Right? That's the claim. That they sought to use prominent U.S. persons and media conduits to launder their narratives to U.S. officials and audiences. These Russian proxies met with and provided materials to Trump administration-linked U.S. persons to advocate for formal investigations, hired a U.S. firm to petition U.S. officials, and attempted to make contact with several senior U.S. officials. Now, before anything, let me just say that until the United States is serious about dealing with Russia... And their actions, I don't want to hear Democrats say anything. The Russians are putting bounties on American soldiers' heads, and Donald Trump is not willing to do anything about it. That's what they said, right? With all that that indignant kind of of behavior. Well, until you're ready to assassinate Vladimir Putin in Red Square in front of his kids, stop talking to me. And if you say to me, Tony, we can't do that, I'll say to you, okay, what can we do? Because I gave an idea. It might not be the best idea, but it is indeed an idea. You haven't given anything. You're just complaining. The way this is being spun is that this proves that the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop came from the Russians. But that's not true. In no way is that true. No part of that is true. And even though CNN is trying to move that message, Ben Collins retweeted it. Who's Ben Collins? I'm so glad you asked. He covers disinformation, extremism, and the internet for NBC News. He retweeted This tweet that says, in case you're still wondering if the Hunter Biden laptop story came from the Kremlin, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence new unclassified report says yes. No, it doesn't. It didn't say that at all. When they said that Trump told uh, the Georgia Secretary of State to find fraud, that was a lie. Jussie Smollett uh, talking about getting attacked, that was a lie. Saying that the Covington High School student, Nicholas Sandman, was guilty of of being rude to Native Americans, that was a lie. Hands up, don't shoot, that was a lie. Jacob Blake uh, uh, being unarmed, that was a a, a lie. Antifa not being real, that's a lie. The Russian dossier, a lie. Now that's not me, this is all from Jeffrey Ingersoll on Twitter. Over at Daily Caller, It's it's a great list, isn't it? It's a great list. They lie. They lie. And the same guy who tweeted that out, in case you're still wondering if the Hunter Biden laptop story came from the Kremlin, Kremlin, the director of national intelligence, new unclassified report says yes. Here's what they tweeted. Uh, Just a couple hours later. Just a couple hours later, an hour later, I should say. To be clear, the report doesn't expressly say that the entire laptop story, as it was received by U.S. readers, was from the Kremlin. Only that several of the key figures, 
pushing that story were in Kremlin employ. <laughs> That's a huge difference. His original tweet got 2,000 retweets and 4,200 likes. His follow-up got four retweets and 23 likes. And that, kids, is how the game is played. That's the lie. That's how low-rent and low-class and despicable these people are. They are despicable. And no, they are not to be trusted. They're not to be trusted. And unfortunately, I mean... We've got a lot of awful stories today. Uh, I told you this, this story, you know, where, where media just lies and lies and lies. They hate you. Then you've got what happened in Atlanta and trying to piece that together. In my beloved Indianapolis, it's a national story. There's a story of a man who killed four people. Killed four people. Including a seven-year-old. Then a baby got kidnapped. Baby was found. This guy was found later. Why did he kill them? According to the reporting for the stimulus check, one of the women and him had a child together. Was gonna, that kid was going to get a stimulus check. He wanted half. She said no or tried to make a deal with him. He killed four people for a stimulus check. We talk about the media lying to you, me, and we. We talk about people gunning down innocents possibly for no reason, but we're still going to get more on that Atlanta story. Killing someone for a stimulus check. It is easy to understand how people get distraught, how people just look at this society and say, my God, what kind of hellscape are we living in? I'd be lying if I didn't say I feel that way from time to time. I think we all rationally feel that way from time to time. We have a cultural issue at play that's absolutely rotting us, that is absolutely hurting us, that is absolutely destroying us, and it is up to us to fix this. It is very clear that NBC and CNN and these news organizations have no interest in giving us the factual story. So how exactly do we fight back to get better from them? To get better from elected officials. Maybe we give them too much outside influence in our life. Maybe the push towards news sources and the return to the reliable sources like radio. Maybe that's something we have to be more aggressive about. The cultural stuff... I have ideas on that too. I'm Tony Katz. Border Patrol has been prevented from talking to media? Yeah. When did. What? This is no way to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I should let you know that producer Ari is already on his second drink. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. I've only seen two. Are you on your second drink? I No, I am, but it's St. Patrick's Day. I, 
Don't worry, I have, I have control of everything. Or he's just going to sit in the corner and babble to himself a little bit. According to uh, thehill.com, the administration is preventing Border Patrol agents and sector chiefs from speaking to the media via what's been called an unofficial gag order that's been passed down verbally. Oh, it's a wink and a nod. Is that all? Is this how we're doing it now? We, we don't offer official directives because that would be too obvious. And then the media would ask, why is there a gag order against Border Patrol members speaking to the press? Oh, I totally get it. No, what you do is you do it with a wink and a, and a, and a nod. And then it's like, okay, I get it. I get what's going on here. No, it's totally fine. Right? You don't talk to those people. Look, you show up, you do your work, you get paid, you go home. All right? All right? A little something will be left for you there under the mat. Just a little something. Don't don't ask. Just say thank you. Okay? Boom, bop, it. Now, remember, somebody asked you something, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. You don't saw it. You don't see nothing. You never heard of anything. You don't even know what anything is. You don't know where you are. You don't know where they are. You don't know a person. You never spoke to anybody. You don't know nothing. All right? All right. You're a good kid. You're a good kid. Tell the missus I said hello. That's what it's like. Is it that weird, though? Is it that weird? My question is, it, it definitely sounds sketchy, but is it weird for a government organization to say we're not talking to press? It's not a government organization. It's the president of the United States. It is a constant stream of horror stories at the border. We have more children than ever before. We've opened up the Dallas Convention Center to hold 3,000 teenagers. We have children being dropped off at the border where they're also finding used condoms. We have kids in cages to the maximum extent that we can put them in. Kids who can't get showers once every second. Seven days, And now the administration that won't even call it a crisis and has decided that Joe Biden's going to have a press conference on March 25th is telling the Border Patrol agents who are in the middle of the hellscape, hey, don't talk to nobody. Yeah. Yeah, it's not sketchy. It's a cover-up. It's not sketchy. It is preventing the story from getting out. Now, two things within that. First, yeah, I've been using hellscape a lot. I got to come up with a better word. It's just become my new favorite word. I'll get I'll get out of that soon enough. Second, did I mention that Joe Biden has announced he's doing a press conference on March 25th? They made an announcement yesterday. I was I was live on Newsmax and they make this it, it comes out, they make the announcement. I'm like I, they they come to me first and I said they announced a press conference 10 days away? Yeah, that is weird. That makes it worse. It does make it worse. So much worse. You're 55 days into Joe Biden refusing to talk to the press and answer questions, although here and there he has answered a question. So I don't know why they're refusing to do it. And then they say, all right, we'll do it just so you people will stop asking about it in 10 days. Of course a scheduled press conference is not a press conference. Now, where are the scheduled questions from? I'm putting forth to you that they will call on five pre-approved people, they will answer the five questions, and they will step out. It will be a Biden statement, five questions, walk right out the door. That's what's coming. That's what's coming. Meanwhile, a media representative from Customs and Border Patrol didn't respond to requests uh, for comments from The Hill. That's where I've got uh, the story. 
But Department of Homeland Security is telling NBC it's following media procedures first adopted in 2014. Media procedures that have happened during the Trump days, people would have screamed, holy hell. Jim Acosta would have been crying on CNN, holding on to five microphones, saying, look at me and how dare you, Donald Trump. I'm here to stand up to you, you giant bully. Son of a gun. There are times where clearly we need a video camera in studio. No, that's what I was laughing at, is the gestures you were making. I wish people could see it. There's there's no one here to see except for me. I'm holding on to the microphones in both hands and tearing up. With his eyes closed, so passionate. Oh, is is there any is there any doubt that Jim Acosta thinks of himself when he pleasures himself? Is there any doubt oh, whatsoever? Oh my god! Tony. Any doubt? Yeah, en- enjoy that thought. No. Oh, he is so terrible. What's wrong with you? Oh, but the problem is Jim Acosta thinks everybody thinks of him when they're doing that. Why are That's we Jim Acosta. About this? Oh, he's these people. The, it, we're, we're talking about it because there's a total lack of sincerity in their actions. And what I'm desperate for are for people to live by a standard and a code. I want them to be journalists. I want them to ask tough questions. I don't mind a tough question, and I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts you don't either. We're fine with tough questions. I think it's okay to ask President Trump a tough question. Of course I do. I think it's okay to ask President Biden a tough question. It's when it's so obvious that they are so unwilling to do so and they will accept things under President Biden that they never, ever would have accepted. And I think what what has has got the administration right now so shocked is that they're being asked questions about the border as opposed to everyone going along to getting along. That's what it, 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 it seems to me. That's where it seems to be going. This brings us to the state of Utah. And by the way, we're going to follow this story for sure. <laughs> oh, not the Utah story. Conservative lawmakers. No, we're going to follow the border Got story. It. Conservative lawmakers in Utah, this according to ABC4 there, have fired another salvo, salvo, in their longtime campaign against online porn. Have they had a longtime campaign against online porn? They have. I, I, I was unaware of such a thing. I did not know this. So they want a requirement that all cell phones and tablets sold in the state automatically block pornography. Okay, how do you how do you do that? You want to set up the ability to have filters to say if you purchase a, an iPad, it won't go to Pornhub. You, there's there's more pornography besides for I, I I agree I agree I'm just I'm using that as an example yes yeah, so right yes your example is correct that would be the idea um of course this is a bad idea for multiple reasons it's a it's a bad idea because um while I think that it, there's nothing wrong with a recognition that um if you're spending your days and nights and weekends watching porn um, you're probably not leading your best life, right? There's a conversation about who is actually involved in in these videos. Sometimes it is adults of their own free will, and I don't want to stop adults of their own free will engaged in contract, living their lives. Sometimes it is a question. 
Sometimes we hear about things with children, and no part of me will ever condone such a thing. But something that is legal is indeed legal, and it is legal whether the legislators of Utah approve of it or not. And if there are websites that we're now going to say we block, well, then what's different between that and Amazon.com not selling a book on transgender children? And what's different between that and saying, oh, no, no, no Dr. Seuss books for you? Free speech does not exist for the people or the speech that you love. It exists for the people and the speech that you hate. That's why it's there. And it has to be protected. There, there's an expression, and, and uh, Jonah Goldberg wrote about this in The Tyranny of Clichés. Yeah, I think, he, I think this was in there. Right? And, and I'm not always a fan of, of, of Jonah Goldberg when it, on, on the political, but I think this was right. You know, there's this expression, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll defend to your death the right to say it. Well, those people don't believe that. They won't defend it to the death, right? That's what makes it so nonsensical. But conceptually, that is the thing we're supposed to do in a free society. Sorry, Utah. Pornhub remains. I'm Tony Katz. Cardi B versus Candace O. Bring on the fight! Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Instagram, parlor, Twitter, at Tony Katz. And then, of course, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. So here's the story. Candace Owens, conservative. Uh, she's going to be starting a talk show over there at Daily Wire. I hope it goes well for her. We're doing our thing. Wait till you see what we've got coming out. Holy mackerel. It's cool. And then Cardi B, rapper, who at the Grammys, one of the things we didn't talk about, it's her and, and Megan The Stallion engaged in uh, simulated uh, lesbian sex. I mean- Right? I, Is that what they're calling it? No, that's what you're calling no, it. No, that's what they're calling it. I was repeating that. I'll tell you this. I mean, it, it was the two of them, you know, thrusted on each other. I wasn't family friendly. It, no, 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 no. It's, it's just, it's just ridiculousness. Oh, we're just expressing our sexuality. Sure you are. Sure you are. You know what? I'm willing to ban that in Utah. <laughs> That's, a good That's totally fine. If you missed that, be sure to get the podcast. <laughs> so Candace writes to uh, Cardi B. Millions of young girls follow you. At your best, you are self-deprecating and humorous. At your worst, you are naked. Shoving your stuff into another woman's stuff while thrusting a topper. I'm saying stuff because I, I, I just, I'm doing it. You were at your worst on the Grammy stage. Do better, Cardi B. Oh my God, so to which Cardi B responds, not you uh, talking about two women thrusting themselves together while your husband and brother's brother, um, uh, whoa. So she references a tweet that supposedly says that her husband cheated on her with her brother. And it's a it's a photoshopped tweet, but it's a tweet that supposedly Candace Owens put out that said, "Yes, my husband did cheat on me with my brother. Yes, he said no when I asked to join them." It's a photoshopped tweet 
And Candace, uh, 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 someone did of Candace Owens to attack her, and Cardi B is sharing it like it's news. People are absolutely insane. And this is why social media is a hellscape. It's, it, it is just, see, I said it again. It's just awful. Just awful. And they're using the, the, the idea of, 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 of what? I, She's going to say, do you really think Candace Owens put out a tweet that said, yeah, my husband cheated on me with my brother? Do you really think she put that out there? Of course not. It's insane. It's insane. And here's how it's trending on Twitter. Cardi B and commentator Candace Owens come to a head on women and sexuality following the rapper's performance at the Grammys. I don't think that's what was happening. Planned Parenthood weighs in. Shout out to the iconic black women using the power of pleasure as a form of resistance. What? Stacey Washington, who fills in here, Sirius XM Radio. Fantastic. Uh, black woman, uh, former Air Force. Let me clear up a few things. Cardi B does not represent all of black culture, just like the poor whites on cops don't represent all of white people or white culture. Stop this stupidity and buy Cardi some pants. <laughs> Uh, there is a culture clash at play of course there is what I like in this and I specifically like from Stacey Washington because I think it's really important when uh, Stacey and people like Kira Davis jump in there's this idea that that Candace Owens is the one who brought uh, a black people to conservatism and like Stacey Washington and and Kira Davis have been there for years for years making that happen and then people are like oh if it wasn't for Candace Owens I have nothing against Candace Owens I'm just saying that's that's not the case what I like about what Stacey had to say is that I'm not going to be told I can't notice when there's a problem just because we scare, share a skin color. Because you're supposed to notice things. Because the idea that the only thing that connects them is their skin color, right? They think alike. That's a Joe Bidenism. That's not fact. That's what makes this so important. Uh, very, very, uh, I'm glad that Stacey Washington got involved there. According to Chuck DeVore, writing over at Fox, um, the places getting the most new people, the freest five states, Florida, New Hampshire, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. Virginia? I don't think that's true. Amazon. Right? Yeah, no, freest. Like places where you can live your life, the lowest tax of small government. I'm not so sure I say that's Virginia. That's interesting. Uh, the least free, New York, West Virginia, Alaska, California, and Vermont. I don't know how New Jersey isn't in there. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. Right then, there's also the idea how much it costs uh, to utilize a, a, a U-Haul. That's the standard. Well, it's interesting. If you rent a 26 foot truck from Austin to San Francisco, it costs 1,085 dollars. 
But if you go from San Francisco to Texas, it's $5,300. Well, it tells you, as in a conversation of supply and demand, where more of the demand is, what it is people are doing, and more people are leaving. So I think it's a really interesting way of kind of monitoring that situation and checking it out. San Francisco is in America, though. San Francisco. See, Ari, this is where you're wrong. He just said San Francisco isn't America. And a lot of people will agree. The problem is, is that we've conceded this, that San Francisco is in America. And I think that's why people still in California are still willing to fight. Um, I think that the answer is a John Galt answer. It has to fail. By the way, have you heard Gavin Newsom now discuss how the recalls are racist? <gasps> the recalls are, are, are all about Republicans, right? This is just Republicans doing this, and they're racist. That is mother-blanking precious. Oh, I hope he gets recalled. I really do. I'm going to watch Democrats defending Gavin Newsom. That's just going to be, that's going to be theater, people. Theater. We've got more on the border. And would you give your kids the vaccine? Would you let them be tests for a vaccine? This is Tony Katz today.